You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, here it is, folks. It's election day in Georgia. The Georgia runoffs are here. And this, of course, is going to tell the tale about power in the Senate, whether it goes to the GOP or stays with the GOP, whether it goes to the Democrats, whether there's going to be a firewall for Joe Biden in the Senate to stop the policies of the Biden-Harris administration, whether or not Chucky Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, AOC, the far left, Democrat socialists as a group, if they're going to have unchecked power over you. We're watching very closely. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you, and a great pleasure uh, to be with you as we race into and rocket into this Tuesday edition, Tuesday, January the 5th, 2021 edition of the program. And uh, glad that you're with us. A quick program note. Of course, I will be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, of course. It all happens at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time and simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can find links to listen live to the Captain's flagship station of AM860. The answer is the program goes out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well. The Captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all of the election news that we will have by that point um, if, in fact, we do have any winners declared. But we are also getting word that it could take several days again to try to get to a, um, uh, an, an announcement of, uh, of who won and who lost the election. And so we'll get into that today here on the program. But the captain and I will have everything wrapped up for you later tonight. We hope that you can join us on the radio. Uh, but thanks again for listening to this particular program because we have an awful lot to tell you about uh, an analysis uh, today here on the, uh, on the uh, program. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, um, again, this new strain um, of the COVID-19 uh, that Dr. Fauci is now uh, warning everybody about. And so, folks, just when you thought it might be starting to get a little bit better, uh, even just conceptually with the um, uh, in the general sense of the COVID-19 uh, issue, uh, it seems to be getting worse everywhere that we look, especially here in California, um, in terms of hospital beds, in terms of now what the L.A. County uh, health officer uh, is talking about, you know, essentially going out of your house, <clears throat> pardon me, folks, can be very dangerous, according uh, to the uh, county official. So we'll tell you about that on the uh, program today. Um, and of course, all, obviously, we're looking at those stimulus checks. They're continuing to uh, uh, to be deposited. And those of you who did not have a direct deposit set up with the IRS, you'll be getting uh, the uh, checks in the mail, as it were. Uh, those uh, should be going out, may have arrived to some as well. And all 
also what can happen in terms of the Georgia election in terms of the stock market or the economy. We'll look at that as well. And we have a very interesting uh, sound bite for you today. Sound uh, sound uh, quote uh, from uh, Chuck Todd and uh, uh, NBC News uh, talking with Senator Ron Johnson about tomorrow's fireworks, let's say, Wednesday's fireworks uh, in the United States Congress in terms of accepting the Electoral College uh, certifications and so forth. Um, so the, the program is, is, is packed full today. So let's, let's hit the ground running, shall we? Uh, let's start with uh, things going on in Georgia. Of course, there were many, many uh, early votes, uh, over 2 million, I think, uh, and others, of course, uh, voting by mail. Um, and today, though, turnout, as we talked about on the program yesterday, turnout is going to be absolutely the deciding factor. Uh, people coming out to vote in person, it, it's going to tell the tale. I think that's the uh, that's the long and the short of it. So as the polls close later on today, we'll begin to see what those numbers uh, may look like. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll have an answer very soon. Uh, but again, as we go through the night tonight um, and as we get ready for the Captain's America, uh, then we'll know uh, by then, hopefully, uh, what the disposition of these races really are going to be. Now, Frank Luntz is quoted on Newsmax today saying the next 48 hours are going to be among the worst for the GOP. Let's hear or let's read what Frank Luntz is talking about from this article. Longtime Republican pollster Frank Luntz said on Tuesday that the next 48 hours in which Georgia votes in its runoff elections and Congress meets to vote on the Electoral College certification are going to be among the worst for the GOP, quote unquote. Luntz said on CNBC's The Squawk that Republicans lack the unity of the Democrat Party, as seen in Georgia, where two GOP senators are running for re-election. There is a greater divide, <clears throat> pardon me, folks, in the Republican Party than there is in the Democrat Party, he says. Uh, the party is in the process of tearing itself apart, and you don't know that now when you're this close to the most important Senate election, literally in a lifetime. Democrats are unified. Republicans are not. And that's what gives them the advantage. <clears throat> Sorry, folks, had to hit the cough button there. Um, okay, well, well, here's the thing. I, 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 I appreciate what he's saying. Um, I know that if you listen to the likes of Mitt Romney, for example, you'd get the idea that there's this big divide in the Republican Party and so forth. But I think by and large, when you have a vast percentage of people who supported Donald Trump for his reelection, uh, they uh, in and of themselves feel that the issues are quite clear. Um, I think that many Republicans would feel that the issues are quite clear. And from that, I think there you draw a lot of a lot of unity. But of course, now the idea of whether or not um, to, quote unquote, turn the page or object in the Senate or in the House, that's, I think, a big part of what Luntz 
uh, is actually talking about. Um, he says, uh, Luntz went on to note that President Donald Trump's continued claims of voter fraud had discouraged his supporters in Georgia, while, quote, Democrats are voting in record numbers over the last two to three weeks. Well, I, I think that, yes, Democrats are voting in droves uh, because they sense the momentum there because of what happened on November 3rd and subsequently. So they do feel that there's a momentum there. And many Republican voters have been discouraged. But here's the thing. They've been discouraged because of what was done. Um, And it's my opinion, as we've been saying for so long, you still got to get out there and vote. You absolutely have to get out there and vote. Okay, more right after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner right there. We're going to hear from Ron a little bit later on in the program, of course. And folks, don't forget, I'm on Parlor now. You can go over to Parlor and find me at Kyle Warren Show. That's at Kyle Warren Show on Parlor. Also, simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. We got links for you to find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and also on Parlor. And also, you can subscribe to the program 
While you're at KyleWarrenShow.com, all that and much more. And uh, we appreciate it very much when everybody does that. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And uh, once again, thanks to everybody who's checking in. Uh, thanks to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, also on Podcast Republic, uh, CastBox, uh, our podcast home of Podbean.com, Kyle Warren Show. Podbean.com. There's lots of ways that you can enjoy the program. You can listen to it right off the website as well, uh, or you can subscribe. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on the subscribe button, and you can have the program delivered right to your inbox. For example, uh, you can, can you can subscribe using your favorite podcast software. Also, some of the services that list the program uh, may have a way for you to be able to subscribe uh, through their service as well as one of your favorites, that kind of thing. And again, we very much appreciate it. And if you're new here to the program, we do ask that you consider, uh, and if you like what we do, we we ask that you consider subscribing to the program and, um, and sharing the program on your social media to help get the word out. And it's always great to see those shares uh, on social media. Okay, so as I was saying, just to finish up here real quick with the Frank Luntz article. Um, yeah, so, you know, President Trump is going to be around as he says, it is once says, at least for the next couple of years, uh, as we come up to, of course, the um, the off year election, the midterm election, I should say, uh, for the House, where I think the Republicans have a very, very good chance of taking the House and electing somebody like Kevin McCarthy, uh, Speaker of the House. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. Look at where the trend is going. And as I've said before, and I think it bears repeating, and we just saw Nancy Pelosi get narrowly reelected uh, to a, another term, another two-year term as Speaker, but it's not because everything is great in unified Democrat world. It's not like that, uh, because they've got to be very, very concerned that they uh, had such a disastrous November election for the House of Representatives. I think any other speaker might just be okay. Well, it's time for some. It's time for somebody new because we saw this happen. We want to make sure that we're making all the right moves. Let's clean house. Let's get a new face out there. Um, you know, or a different face, basically. Let's get let, let's change is basically, I think, what the what the idea would have been. But because the era of Trump literally has changed everything, um, as you heard me talk just recently, you know, the Georgia election that we're going to be talking about later on tonight, of course, um, hopefully get the results by the time uh, the Captain's America rolls around, um, you know, that that election, this runoff today uh, exists in a in completely different space than the november 3rd election um the stakes are higher i think much much higher um in terms of how they're perceived and certainly in a practical way the stakes are, are incredibly high uh this is the tie-breaking vote if you might say it's you know it's not exactly one-to-one -one, but it's that kind of thing it's like georgia is going to decide by their vote whether or not there's the firewall for Joe Biden or whether or not there's a green light 
and sort of uh you know uh you know this the you know you know green light and you know start the uh, just keep you know go as fast as you want kind of a kind of a thing that's the that's the decision and it's going to come down to the one state now number one i think it was fortuitous in some ways that it just came down to georgia in other words it wasn't coming down to uh, numerous states or more than one or five or three or whatever because this is where all of all everything has been laser beam concentrated the money's been concentrated there the um uh the the rhetoric is being concentrated there um and and just everybody's focus is there so it's very very important that that the clear choices are are clearly defined and i think that they are and that's actually a good thing going into this election. When people have clear choices, whether it's, for example, Carter versus Reagan, uh, for example, uh, you know, very clear choices as to which which path are you going to go down? Um, and I think voters respond well to that. I think in the 2016 election, there were also some very clear choices. It was continue on the same old thing or Take a chance, do something different, and and go with Trump, um, and that's what the people wanted to do. And I think obviously there were a lot of people in the Dem- the Democrat Party officials were incredibly surprised, and that's why the the Russia 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 thing was brought up and and stuff like that, which we which is going to tie into um, the quote we have today from Senator Ron Johnson uh, coming up on the on the program just a little bit. But you have that and then the clear choices between between um, uh, Joe Biden, the Biden machine and Donald Trump. There were very clear choices uh, or a very clear choice in this last go around in, in 2020. Given covid, given everything, we still had a very clear choice. And I think the people actually made that choice. Um and that's why we saw all of these shenanigans happen um, and so forth. Uh, but, but again, the shenanigans evidently were focused on the Joe Biden victory, basically, as opposed to what was going on in the House to a much lesser extent, obviously. And but the trend in the House was, wait a minute, we're, we're, we're tired of this stuff. I think the trend in California is, wait a minute, we're, we're tired of this stuff. You know, the, uh, the recall for, uh, for Gavin Newsom, that is, that is truly gaining steam. And our friend Tom Del Baccaro leading the, the charge on that and, and making progress. And they're getting the signatures. And it looks like it's going to have a good outcome in terms of, of hitting that goal. And uh, so, again, but even Californians themselves, and I've told Captain Matt Bruce this on the air as well, Californians themselves, even if they identified as Democrat and maybe voted for 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 uh, Democrats and so forth, they're getting fed up with it now, too, because they see the damage that's being done. They, they don't like the imperious nature of what's coming down not only from sacramento but also from uh their own county uh, governments and so forth they don't like the imperiousness of it it's it's as bad or as, as worse than michigan you know so it's it's really something um but the trend line i think is going towards the republicans or conservatives republicanism or trumpism actually is maybe a better a better way of putting it 
Um, but are the are the are the Republicans completely divided? I don't know about that. I, I I'm sure that there is some division there because again, it's the notion that well, what difference does it make? Why why should I go out and vote? They're just going to pull the same stuff again. Um, well. I think a lot of that is is true. They are going to try to pull a lot of the same stuff again. But again, this election today in Georgia exists in a much different space than it did on November 3rd. We are we know what to look for. The poll watchers know what to look for. And I think uh, and I hope that any shenanigans are going to be uh, found out very quickly or or stopped, you know, headed off at the pass kind of a thing. Uh, so that's what I expect uh, would happen. But again, it's all about turnout. So the very last thing in the world that that Republican voters in general should be um, either um you know, arguing about or feeling that they've been disenfranchised is the idea to get out there and go and vote. That's exactly what needs to be done. Uh, that's you have to be able to overwhelm the fraud. Even before the election on November 3rd, we had pollsters saying, well, I mean, we're trying to account for some fraud. And the idea is you got to overwhelm that fraud uh, in order to uh, to be uh, to be victorious. Um, so the stakes could never be higher. Um, the unity, I think, in terms of purpose is not something that is different or, or exacerbating a huge problem. But that being said, that being said, if Republican officials, uh, you know, can, if, if they don't uh, appear to the voters to really have their back and really be willing to go to the mat for all these different kinds of problems, um, then there can be, and, and I would agree with Lentz, there, there can be a big split there. And, uh, of course, would that mean a third party? Well, historically, that's a really tough deal uh, to do. But again, Trump has changed everything. Trump has changed everything. So who knows what could happen at this point? Okay, folks, we have a quick break coming up. When we come back, great audio quote. Stay You're right there. to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short timeout, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. In 1775, Lutheran pastor John Peter Gabriel Mucklenburg concluded a very powerful sermon. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. In the language of the Holy Writ, there is a time for all things. There is a time to preach and a time to fight. And now is the time to fight. He then threw off his clerical robe to reveal his Revolutionary War officer uniform. That afternoon, at the head of 300 men, he marched off to join General Washington's troops and became a colonel in the 8th Virginia Regiment. Ministers turned the colonial resistance into a righteous cause, not only from the pulpit, but also in state legislatures, among military chaplains, also taking up arms and leading troops into battle. Ultimately, the Continental Army captured two key British armies at Saratoga in 1777. When the prophetic words of Patrick Henry rang out, quote, three millions of us people armed with the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as this which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. Today, we who appreciate our unalienable rights which come from God are engaged along with President Trump in a war against the deep state swamp dwellers whom we shall soon defeat, so help us God. I'm Ron Edwards. 
Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Let every nation know, whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, Oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Tuesday edition of the program. Tuesday, January the 5th, 2021. And boy, oh boy, I don't know. Last year seems like a long time ago already. Uh, It was just a few short days ago. Um, Everybody wants to be able to get back to normal. Everybody wants to, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, some of these things I see posted on Facebook. Uh, and other places, um, you know, you you see, uh, you know, maybe concert footage, uh, this kind of thing, or or you see something else from another show uh, that somebody has posted a clip of, this kind of thing, and um, and you look out there and you look at the audience, and you see the audience out there, and and people are you know uh, either dancing in the in the aisles or they're tapping their toes or they're or they're 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 gathered together, they're doing something and and they've they've gone out they're having a good time and you look at that and you kind of get the feeling as i've had over many months of um of watching some of my favorite shows some of my favorite reality shows that kind of thing um and um, you see people going you know uh different places and this is all pre-covid of course when it was filmed and you think, am I just watching the way things used to be? You know, and I think that's really powerful. You know, are we just watching the way things used to be? Uh, are we just, you know, um, you know, seeing the way that it was? Um, and I think that psychologically gets a lot of people down. Now, of course, on this program, you know, we've been saying, look, you know, things are going to work out. Things are going to get better. Things are going to, uh, you know, uh, are going to be resolved in this. And the American people are resilient. They, they persevere. Um, and it's easy to get down about these kinds of things. That's just human nature. But at the same time, we look up, you know, we have faith. We have faith in the Lord above. We know that uh, he's going to bring us through this. It's just that simple. Um, but, of course, it's a very, very uh, tough road. Uh, but here's the thing again, the idea of getting back to normal. Well, of course, the idea of the vaccine, that's, that's what everybody's sort of been waiting for. We've been, that's the psychological boost is, is are things going to get back to normal, uh, because of a vaccine? Well, this from, um, we'll see where's this coming from here. This is, uh, from, well, it's, uh, uh, for MSN, let's see from best life, Dr. Fauci, just issued this warning about another new COVID strain, yet another highly virulent, if I can pronounce that correctly, new strain of COVID 
has been recently identified, and experts say it could be even more infectious than the one that preceded it. Now, we mentioned that, I think, briefly on the program yesterday because of what's going on in the UK. Now, and this says, again, this could be very infectious, including the UK variant that's now been found in four U.S. states. The new COVID strain, which was first identified in South Africa, could pose a serious risk to many Americans, according to Anthony Fauci, MD, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. You know, you know the thing. You, you know the thing. <laughs> At this point, we just, Dr. Fauci, you know the thing. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, and member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. In an interview with Newsweek, Fauci said it was likely that the new strain of COVID, dubbed 501.V2, was already in the U.S., despite the fact that experts have not detected the South African strain in the country yet. Uh, let's see. I would be surprised if it were already, not already, rather, in the United States, but you never know until you find it and then prove it's here, Fauci told Newsweek. He said that if by some chance it's not already in the U.S., um, it's inevitable that it'll come to America as people begin to move freely between countries again. Sooner or later, it will get here. Now, again, yesterday in the program, the big problem is not only that it's more infectious, but that one of the um, doctors, a scientist at Oxford who helped to uh, develop the uh, vaccine with AstraZeneca said it was a big question mark as to whether or not uh, this v vaccine, the vaccines basically are going to be effective against these variants, both the UK, the one found in the UK and the one that's now in the US and then also the South African variant. Um, so that, my friends, is very, very concerning. Is there something that is going to, once again, really just set us back to square one? Uh, let's see. Um, da, da, da. Yeah, I'm talking about the vaccine here. Um, Fauci noted that the existing U.S. vaccines are, quote, very flexible, explaining that it would only take a few months to modify them for maximum e efficacy against the South African COVID strain. Well, just a few months. Okay, well, while Fauci said that the majority of the virus mutations are, quote, meaningless, he acknowledged that he that that the medical community is on high alert for any new strains that could set off a surge of new infections. Every once in a while, you get a mutation that does have clinical significance, and that's the reason why you need to continually monitor these changes. Well, you know, folks, it's getting a lot worse, even in California. And uh, I saw an article earlier today about the idea of uh, emergency medical services, um, you know, perhaps not transporting people uh, to the hospital if they don't look like they're going to make it, basically. I mean, this, this is pretty heavy-duty stuff. Um, and um, so, again, uh, hospitals saying they don't want to get in a position where they turn away patients. Uh, the funeral homes are inundated. Um, so this, this, again, can be very, very significant. But the idea of getting back to normal may be something that we're going to have to um, wait a little bit longer for um, but again, I, I, I ask the same question and I ask the, I ask this in good faith as well. Do the lockdowns like the one we're seeing in London or in England, I should say, and more severe lockdowns that could be implemented here, um, is, does that accomplish what they believe it accomplishes 
in terms of stopping the spread. Now, from a, a basic standpoint, one might say, yeah, well, sure, it has to. But does it really? I think that's really the central question. Okay, folks, quick break. When we come back, oh, actually, no, no, we're not at a break yet. I'm sorry about that. We're not even at a break yet. <laughs> I'm reading the clock wrong today. Um, yeah, we have a new timing here on the program. So um, as, bear with me on that. But uh, that's fine. That means we can move right to this next this next thing. But it is a very, very important uh, issue with these va- with the vaccines and whether or not they will have efficacy. And again, not trying to be funny, but the goalposts seem to continue to move. And that, my friends, is something that uh, will continue to be demoralizing. And at the same time, if you have businesses that continue to be shut down, they can't be shut down for many more months while you're trying to get a, a, a variant vaccine um, you know, issue solved or something like that. It just, it just isn't going to work. Uh, that's why the economy, the stimulus, all this is wrapped up. This from Fox Business. Democrats winning Georgia Senate runoffs could trigger 10% stock market sell-off, a strategist says. If Democrats win both Senate runoffs in Georgia on Tuesday, securing control of the two chambers of Congress could trigger a 10% market sell-off, stock market sell-off. That's according to Oppenheimer chief investment strategist John Stoltzfus, who wrote in a, a note to clients on Monday that investors may be spooked by the prospect of increased corporate taxes and government spending under the Biden administration with a Democrat majority in the House and Senate. A Democrat sweep of the two runoff elections in Georgia could cause the U.S. broad equity market to experience a downdraft of anywhere between 6% and 10%, Stoltzfus wrote. The closely watched Tuesday elections will determine whether Republicans regain, retain rather, control of the Senate, potentially limiting President-elect Joe Biden's ability to pass his multi-million, multi-trillion-dollar legislative agenda. If Democrats John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock win their their respective races against incumbent Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, Democrats would secure a 50-50 split in the upper chamber chamber with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, then casting tie-breaking votes. Biden has pledged to impose new taxes on corporations and wealthy individuals earning more than 400000 annually, uh, but he will almost certainly face GOP roadblock if Ossoff and Warnock lose on Tuesday. That's one of the only things, folks. That's that's this is where the rubber meets the road. And by the way, the oh, if individuals earning four hundred thousand, well, those bad individuals earning four hundred thousand, but they're not really individuals in many cases, folks. You know, I, that's not just some person sitting there earning four hundred thousand dollars a year from a job. We're talking about a small business that is paying other people typically before they even pay themselves. Right? So taxes are going up on everybody. Trump tax cuts also going away. Okay, now's the break. <laughs> Stay right You're there. Listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important, you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. 
Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug-In to E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. Groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plugin. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. Yes, sir, that's right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through this Tuesday edition of the program. Don't forget, I'll be on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program later on this evening. We will have whatever has been found out yet about the uh, Georgia runoff elections. I'm sure we'll get a lot of calls. We did get calls uh, from Georgia last night as well. And uh, uh, people there, of course, are uh, um, very much uh, hoping that uh, that Purdue and Loeffler prevail here and are sent back to the U.S. Senate uh, for that firewall. Because, again, the last story we were just talking about, the idea of uh, the Biden tax cuts. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> what am I talking about? The Trump tax cuts uh, being taken away, taxes being raised. And this is what they've told you they're going to do. They've actually said, yeah, I want to raise the corporate rate and we're going to, you know, this kind of thing, all under the guise that we're just going to protect the, the, the little guy, right? We're going to protect them. We're going to raise the taxes on bad, rich people and it's all going to work out and we're all going to, you know, it's just it's just more uh, more rhetoric. That's all it is. Just more campaign kinds of stuff. Uh, back to this article, because here's some of these uh, numbers. Biden has repeatedly said he would roll back President Trump's 2017 tax cuts and Jobs Act and raise the corporate tax rate from to 28 percent from 21 percent. 
restore the top individual tax rate to 39.6 from 37, tax capital gains as ordinary income, cap deductions for high earners, expand the earned income tax credit for workers over the age of 65, and impose the Social Security payroll tax on wages above 400000 Without a Democrat-controlled Senate, those tax hikes are likely off the table. Right then and there, in addition to all of the other wacky policies of the Democrats, the Democrat Party officials, uh, Democrat Party elite, uh, just the party elite, whatever you, you know, a lot of times they're just they're just the party elite. Right. Um, that in and of itself right there should be enough for uh for georgia voters to say all right we're not only we're going to protect ourselves we're going to protect the rest of the nation there are other um, important um, uh, aspects of course as well um second amendment uh issues that all go hand in hand with unchecked power with chucky schumer at the helm of the u.s senate and of course nancy pelosi speaker of the house and then all the influences that they have to deal with. And getting back to some of our original uh, talking points today, yes, there's there's some dissension in the Republicans because of the um, of uh, the being uh, uh, you know dis um, uh, disillusioned really by what's happened with the uh, with the voter fraud. Uh, that's understandable. But the Democrats they're going to fight a major civil war. That's really where a huge part of this story is, my friends, and the Democrats, huge civil war in terms of AOC wanting more, quote unquote, progressive, read socialist or, you know, and as you head towards communism, that whole thing, uh, trying to make sure that they um, they get the power that they want. Guess who's going to get primaried? Democrats. Guess who's going to be doing the primarying? Well, people supporting like AOC uh, will be supporting that. Um, her ilk will support that. They're, they're in it for the long haul, folks. They're not there to be a voice at the table in the Biden-Harris administration. Nope, 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 nope. They, they want something much more significant uh, and much more damaging. There's no doubt about that. Um, okay, so let's get to the audio quote. This is Chuck Todd. I want you to hear his intro to uh, Senator Ron Johnson, uh, who came on his program um, on the um, uh, on the weekend show, Meet the Press. Um, and I just want you to hear his intro, and then we'll hear what Senator Ron Johnson has to say. But I do want you to hear the tonality of all of this. Oh, and by the way, there's there's no widespread voter fraud. Okay, there's just there's just just not there, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yet, for years, what do we hear? Vladimir Putin picked the president. He picked Joe. Uh, he picked uh, Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. He 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 because Donald Trump's an agent of Russia and all this stuff. And this is all we heard for years, not only from Democrats, but the media went after this thing too. Russia, Russia, Russia. And now eh, there's, there's nothing there. There's just nothing there. And, and, and I guess did Vladimir Putin just say, I'm not in this this time. I just I have I have nothing to do with this. And because before I picked the American president. I just won't do that again. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, what's for lunch? All right. Okay, let's listen in. Republican effort to delegitimize Joe Biden's election. Twelve Republican senators and senators-elect say that they will reject the election results of, uh, of swing states won by Joe Biden until an audit of alleged fraud is completed. They now have the support of the vice president. None of this is any chance of actually overturning the election. There was no widespread fraud, number one, but it is 
looks like it's being done to curry favor with President Trump and his supporters. And among the senators taking part is Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. And to his credit, he's agreed to join me this morning. Senator Johnson, welcome back to Meet the Press. So I want to start with this. Last month, you told um, a newspaper in your home state that you would not object to the Electoral College certification, quote, unless something surfaced. There have been 57 cases filed by the president or his allies. Not a single court has found a single instance of fraud or any of this evidence seen as legitimate. So what has changed to suddenly put you on the side of questioning the results of this election, sir? Well, good morning, Chuck, and, and Happy New Year. Let, let me first respond on, on COVID. I think our greatest failure in responding to COVID is we've completely ignored early treatment. And we've actually vilified doctors have had the courage to practice medicine and treat patients with widely available uh, repurposed drugs. So I, I just have to point that out. We, we've utterly failed from that standpoint. To answer your question, I would ask uh, that all your listeners, ask you, ask our critics to actually read the letter. One of the points we make is that we are not acting to thwart the democratic process. We're acting to protect it. The fact of the matter is that we have an unsustainable state of affairs in this country where we have tens of millions of people that do not view this election result as legitimate. We've just come off of four years where the other side refused to acknowledge the legitimacy of President Trump. And here we are again. And what we're saying is we need transparency. And you do not, when you're trying to investigate wrongdoing in elections, you don't have very much time. And so what we're suggesting is uh, let's set up a commission, as they did. I know, I know it's a long time ago, 1877. Uh, but let's take a look at a, a bipartisan commission to organize all the allegations. Uh, certainly what I did in my hearing is a three-and-a-half-hour hearing. We barely scratched the surface, but organize the allegations. Let's put out, take off the table the ones that have been explained, but also acknowledge the problem areas that have not been explained so that we can restore confidence in our election system. This is an unsustainable state of affairs right now. Yeah. And that's, that's all we're saying is, is as long as somebody's going to be objecting to this and we're going to be taking a vote, uh, yeah. let's propose a solution in terms of uh, you know, transparency, investigation uh, with yeah. the commission. All right. Um. So there you have um, uh, Senator Ron Johnson's uh, comments there. Of course, uh, Chuck Todd, you know, uh, the way that he sort of introduced the whole thing, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, everybody out there watching what's happening. Um, and I think what Senator Johnson is talking about is is right on the money. You know, why isn't everybody saying, wait a minute, we have affidavits we have video evidence. We have uh, statistical improbabilities. Uh, we have uh, middle of the night injection of votes. We have uh, weird connections to the internet and back to China, uh, for example, in, according to some of these reports. It all goes into the hopper and it all should be investigated. Just as much because what did we do for for almost three years? Investigate a, a a fake Russian dossier, a political thing that suddenly Vladimir Putin had picked the president and Trump was a Russian agent and all that. Independent counsel is all that stuff, and and all that was and the media was right on top of it. And what what what, what do they think we're doing? Well, we're protecting democracy because our democracy was attacked by Vlad, Vladimir Putin and so forth. Well, now when you have all of this, 
all of this evidence. Now, again, and now the judges aren't going to wade into this. The Supreme Court said Texas didn't have standing, for example. Um, but I think, by and large, judges uh, are not going to wade in on this, whether they're Obama or Trump appointees, per se, um, because there is a political process to play out here. Um, and by the way, there is there are constitutional uh, processes that we're, we can fall back on. But again, the idea that, nope, there's nothing to see here is really something that people just don't buy. But again, this is all part of the narrative. Very, very concerning. Okay, folks, we'll see you live on the radio tonight, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. It's my pleasure. Have a great rest of the day. We'll talk about Georgia on the radio tonight. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.